I'm Virginia Parsons, your host, and it is my passion to provide you, the viewer, with a goldmine of inspirational tips, strategies, and advice to help you grow your business from inspirational businesswomen in the know. And I have such a guest for you today. You saw the thumbnail a second ago, but I'm going to be speaking with Judy Weintraub, and she is a writing and book publishing expert, and she's going to talk to us today about how to write your book easily. Now, before we get started and I introduce you to Judy, I'm going to play the preview trailer. I want to thank you all for being here because I know your time is valuable, but would you help us out while I play the trailer? Would you mind going ahead and helping spread the word and letting other people know about this interview with Judy? I think they're going to find it very valuable if they've ever thought about the possibility of writing and publishing a book. So I'm going to play that for you and then we'll go ahead and introduce Judy to you. So I think you can see we're in for quite a treat, especially if you have been putting off writing and publishing a book that you've been dreaming about. Now, today's show is sponsored by Hangout-Marketing.com, where you can receive a complimentary live stream marketing assessment. And why might you want to do that? Well, First of all, it will only take you a couple minutes. And as you go through the questions, you're going to be able to find out really where your weaknesses are and where your strengths are in using and applying live stream to brand, grow, and market your business. And you might even qualify for a complimentary shine strategy session with me where we'll sit down, look at your assessment, and I'll make some recommendations to you on how you can improve using live stream to grow your business and get more visibility. So I hope you'll take advantage of that. All you have to do is again, go to hangout-marketing.com or text pound success to 775-800-4179. Now you've been so patient. Let me introduce you to our special guest, Judy Weintraub. Well, hello, Virginia. Thank you so much for having me on your podcast. 
You are so welcome, Judy. I'm thrilled to have you. I'm going to give you a little formal introduction here as well. And that is, I am so pleased to be interviewing Judy Wontraub today on how to write your book easily. Judy is a multi-best-selling author and founder of Skill Bites. She has been providing book writing and publishing services for entrepreneurs and professionals to get their books done quickly. She founded Skill Bites after she couldn't find a good resource to help her publish her business book and learned the hard way through trial and error when she self-published her own book. Now, since then, she has helped hundreds of business owners and other authors get their books published easily. So, Judy, it's great to have you here. I know we're going to be talking about several processes in getting your book published. And the first one is determining what to write about. Secondly, carving out the time to write. Isn't that a big one? And finally, you're going to help us all understand how they can apply and authors, or many authors, I think it's more than one, isn't it? Success habits. So welcome so much. We're so pleased to have you here, Judy. I'm delighted to be here, Virginia. So let's start with a little bit of background. Um, I, I love in the introduction where you talk about the fact that you were just wanting to write books yourself about what your passion was and your experience was. And you did it the hard way, right? You, you kind of fumbled through it. Give us a little bit about the background story around that. Sure. My background's actually as an attorney, not a publisher. I've practiced law for many years, over 40 years now. And I wanted to take the material that I had developed. I'd given many training courses. I'd written many articles. And I wanted to figure out what I could do with that material. It was pretty valuable stuff. And I thought, well, I could compile it into a book. Then I thought, well, that's kind of daunting. Why would I spend all my time doing that? And I don't even know if anybody would be particularly interested in buying and reading a lengthy book. But then it occurred to me I didn't have to write a lengthy book. I could write a series of shorter books. Ah. And that appealed to me a lot more. They'd be faster to write, and they'd be a lot faster for my target reader to read. So I looked for a platform that was set up for that. And what I found were children's books, poetry books, mystery books, lots of different publishing platforms out there, but not for what I was looking for. And I really wanted one designed specifically for what I wanted to do. So I thought, I bet there's somebody in my network who's done this and they can just refer that resource to me. Well, I reached out to my network and to my dismay, I didn't get anybody to say, oh yeah, you should go here or I use this company, but I don't recommend them. Instead. I had over 60 people get back to me to say, I love your idea. So when you find that resource, please share it with me. Oh my gosh, that is so interesting. Now, by saying that you did not find a resource that was right for your niche or style of writing, is that what you were after? Because, you know, a children's book is certainly not the same as you need a lot of diagrams and, 
and um, you know the pictures and sort of things in there. Right. So, what is the big distinction that you did not find that these others had? Well, I'm a business owner, or at least a practitioner at the time. And I wanted somebody who knew what I was going through, what I was going to need for my book, which is very different from what other authors need who aren't business owners and who aren't writing business books. So that's what I was looking for. The publishing aspects are not significantly different. And yet to do the book the right way, I thought it was important to have somebody who understood where I was coming from and could help me get it done that would enable me to achieve the objectives that I was seeking from my book. Yeah, and so what were some of those struggles that you had? Yeah, well, um, I didn't really appreciate what was involved with designing the layout of the book. So when I uploaded my book to Amazon, it just looked like a Word document. It didn't have any, um, you know, the, the title at the top with a line underneath on each page and um, didn't have- So formatting issue. was an issue. Yeah, so yeah, the layout design didn't look very good. Um, when I went to create my ebook, Amazon said it would format my Word document into an ebook. So I thought, great. I don't have to do anything except upload my Word document. Well, that came out looking horribly. Amazon's automatic conversion software to convert a Word document into its ebook format, which at the time was called Mobi, didn't work very well. And there were a whole lot of formatting errors with material that went down past the margin and different fonts in different places. That was very strange. So that was another one of my problems. And there were just so many different frustrations that I experienced because I didn't know what I was doing. Mm -hmm. I learned eventually, I got all those things corrected. I sent my book out, I got some great feedback on it. And I had 22 people who asked me if I would help them with their book now that I figured out the ropes. Awesome. You know, it's, it's interesting, but some people are very persistent in this kind of thing, as you obviously were, because you had a goal in mind as to what you wanted to accomplish and how you wanted it to look. But obviously, there are so many people out there who would never want to try and figure that stuff out. They just want to write their book and get it out there, right? And so you doing having the perseverance and the persistence to figure it out and obviously you know working a little bit more in the tech area to get this done because it's online delivery as well is something that I could see would be a huge void that you could fill for others that say uh-uh I'm not spending my time and energy and frustration figuring this stuff out <laughs> right and that's kind of why I started my Skillbytes publishing platform. I found that I really enjoyed helping people get their books done. And I also learned much smarter ways to do it. So by the time I finished helping these people, I knew how to get a book done much, much more efficiently. 
Yeah. And, you know, when you say, you know, write your book easily, I know that that's part of it. The publishing part is an important part to make things easier. So that's really exciting. Now you guys all know that there's a gal out there who's been through all the knocks and figured it out. And I am sure is going to be able to provide you with a great service. But let's go into talking about just the the nitty gritty of actually writing your book and what is involved in that. And I think the first topic we are going to talk about is how do you decide what you're going to write about? Right. That is such a critical issue to determine the best topic for your book. I have a lot of people who come to me and they come to me with topics that don't seem to jive with what their business is all about. For instance, one guy came to me and he wanted to write a book on meeting management. And I don't remember exactly what kind of consultant he was, but he was not a consultant who managed meetings. So I asked him, well, why do you want to write a book on meeting management? He said, because I go to so many of these meetings that are just really managed poorly. I want people to understand how to manage them right. Like, so how is that going to help your business to write this book on meeting management? He says, well, it's not really designed to help my business. Okay, so you have a lot of spare time that you can put into writing this book that's not really going to help you. He said, no, no, I have no spare time. I'm really busy in my business. Okay, then maybe it's a great book. It'll do well at some point, but perhaps this isn't the right time for you to be writing it. So the first step is to understand what you want to achieve from your book and whether the topic that you're thinking of is in alignment with what you want to achieve. And that could be something for your business. If you know what you want from your business, you want to come up with a topic that's in alignment with your business objectives. It's so important that if you're going to spend your valuable time getting this book written, that it helps you. Yes, it's good when it helps other people. Definitely, you want to be able to help other people but you also ought to be helping your business. And that's one of the- No, I was just going to say, I think that that's, I would assume that that's what most people would think about, especially if they were going to write a business book, is that they would start with the end in mind, the end desired result in mind, rather than just picking a topic uh, without thinking that. So, So you bring home a really important point that obviously- not everyone thinks that way. That unfortunately, that, that happens to be the case. And it's kind of a shame if you've put time and effort into writing this book that doesn't end up helping you very much because you didn't pick a topic that was going to help you get where you want to go. But even if you know what you want to achieve, sometimes it's really valuable to spend some time to think about whether the book is going to help you with that. Let me give you another example. One of my clients, Frank, was a consultant who helped franchisees be more successful. And he wanted to write a book on what franchisees should do to 
to make sure that their uh, investment in their franchise was going to be effective for them. So I asked him how frequently franchisees hired him for his consulting work. And he said, well, that's the problem. They don't hire me very often. So I thought maybe a book would help me get that um, credibility to have them hire me. I said, well, why are they not hiring you now? And he said, well, basically they don't have a lot of money. They've just put a lot of money into their franchise and they don't have a lot of money now to hire me as a consultant. It's like, well, then if you have greater credibility, they're still not gonna have the money to hire you. But maybe there's somebody else who has the money to hire you. How about the franchisor? The franchisor has a vested interest in making sure the franchisees are successful. So if you write a book for the franchisors on helping their franchisees be more successful, the franchisors could hire you to work with their franchisees. So you get to work with the people you want and you get paid for it. Very interesting. It's the, the same book, but with a different slant. Yeah. Okay, so 90% of the content's gonna be the same whether you're writing for the franchisee or the franchisor, but you're going to be having your stories more related to the franchisor and then the franchisor is gonna recognize that you're the right person to help their franchisees. So it's, it's important to just make sure that who you want to help, your target market, and your business objectives are all in alignment with the topic that you're looking at writing the book on. That's really great advice. And all of you watching today, let us know when you hear a gem from Judy, I love that, Judy gem, we'll call it. Put the pound Judy gem in the comment section and let us know what really resonated with you. Because I have never thought about this concept. I have never really given much thought to, you know, who's the target market, what's your desired outcome, and then choosing the topic around that. So it's a little bit uh, different than what a lot of people think. I'm going to write a book and this is what I want to write about. But again, it's not um, designed with the end result in mind. So that's a real gem for me. Right. And then there's one more important aspect. Well, there's many important aspects, but one more that I want to share with you about choosing the right topic. And that is making sure that there is a sizable audience for your topic. If you go on Amazon and you do a search for books on your topic and there's nothing that comes up, that's a pretty good indication that there's not going to be a lot of people interested in your book. Right. You can do more research. Maybe there's nothing on Amazon, but there are blogs and there are forums and there are YouTube videos and podcasts and variety of things. Well, then maybe there is a market. But if you're not finding a lot on your topic, then it might not be worth your time putting all of your effort into writing a book that nobody's particularly interested in. If there are a lot of books on your topic, well, that might cause you to think, well, I don't want to write on this topic because there's already a ton of stuff on it. But actually, that's a good sign when there's a lot because that means there's a lot of interest. I mean, just think of the weight 
loss industry or cookbook, yeah. whatever. There's a zillion of them, right? But yeah, if you can get out another one, it's okay. Yeah, more um, coming out every day. Exactly. <laughs> uh, so there's a lot of ways you can do market research to just confirm that there's a decent market for your book, that there'll be people interested in your topic because you don't want to go through the time and effort and money to get your book written and published if nobody's, if there's not going to be very many, many people interested in it. Absolutely. Very, very good sound um, points and easy enough to do that research too. That's not going to take very long to just go and take a look on Amazon and see what's there. Mm -hmm. And the other thing I would think is when you do that kind of research, and you see that there's adequate interest in the topic, you might think about what would differentiate your book from someone else's, even though it's on the same topic. So that you could, you, you're doing some research at the same time that I think would be valuable in inserting into the, the book as far as titles and angles and things like that. Am I onto something there? Sure. Yeah. And there's a wealth of information that you gain when you do this research. You can find out what length books are doing really well, which are the best sellers in the topic that you want to write on. And are they 200 pages or 300 pages or whatever? You can find out what categories they're in. You can find out how they rank on Amazon. So all of this can go into your decision on what you want to do with your book. Sounds great. Now, let's go into topic two, which is about time. <laughs> How do you find the time to write a book and get it completed and make it feel easy? Because I want to keep that theme in there, how to write a book easily. Right. Well, there are several different steps that you should go through to carve out the time. The first is to look at what you're doing now that you don't really need to be doing. Maybe there are things that you could delegate if you have a staff, you could delegate it to somebody on your staff. If you don't have a staff, maybe you could hire an intern. The things that are just really not worth your time. Or you can find somebody to outsource the work to, to free you up for some period of time to get your book done. And it might not even be business work. Maybe you are used to doing, making the dinners for your family or whatever, and you do takeout or you have your spouse or your kids make dinner once in a while or whatever, just to see if you can free up two, three, four hours a week that you can devote to writing your book. So that's step one, take a look at what you're doing, determine what you can stop doing that you don't need to be doing. Maybe you're watching TV or spending time on Facebook or whatever, what you can delegate to somebody else and what just doesn't need to be done right now. Maybe you push it off and do it a month from now or, or on the weekend or some other time. Then you wanna to try to figure out when do you want your book done? Let's say that you want to have a book done in six months and you're planning on writing roughly a hundred page book. Take maybe a month to do the preliminary work of putting together an outline and doing some market research and things like that. That leaves five months to write a hundred pages. 
that's 20 pages a month. 20 pages a month is roughly five pages a week. How much time does it take to write five pages? Maybe it takes you two and a half hours. When can you carve out two and a half hours in your week? That could be a two times where you spend an hour and a quarter, or it could be three times or whatever. I would recommend that you try to make it at least an hour, but if you only have a half an hour, then put that on your calendar that you'll spend a half an hour on whatever the dates are. You have to schedule it as if it's a priority, a really important meeting for you. So you take the time, hopefully it's a time that you're able to think creatively. People might have available time at 9 p.m. at night, but if that's not when their brain's working, then that's not necessarily a good time to write. Uh, I, for one, work much better in the mornings. So for me, anytime between about 7.30 a.m. and 9 a.m., I know I'm not gonna have that many interruptions. So I can try to block out time then to do things like working on a book. And then you also want to find an accountability buddy, somebody that you can follow up with or have them follow up with you to find out if you're on track. Are you getting your five pages done every week? When you know that you have to report to somebody, you're more likely to get the work done. Well, those are three steps that you can take to try to carve out the time to actually get your book done. So I'm thinking as you talk about, first of all, uh, reprioritizing your time and offloading some things. And when you mentioned getting someone else to make dinner, I said, yeah, yeah, let's get <laughs> hubby to make dinner so I can do some writing <laughs> and then come out and get nourished. I think everyone's, of course, going to be a little different as to mm -hmm where they can free up that time because we all can find excuses to not free up time or to be distracted or not to use that time in a priority way. So I think that you make a good point and take a look at what your schedule is. Where are you wasting time? When are you most productive? And you know, when do you think you're gonna get the best clear um, download of information that you wanna get onto paper. I have another question around this, however, and I don't think this is maybe a conventional way to do a book, but you know, for a lot of people, they're just, they've got mental blocks around writing period. It's just not something that they like to do. So I'm curious about um, using something such as a medium like we're in with it, which is Zoom or a recorder or something where you've got your outline set up and because you know your topic well, you're just going to start by, by verbalizing it rather than writing it. And then when you go into the editing mode, you can make it more readable than maybe if it's just a standard conversation. Have you run across anyone who does it that way? Absolutely. I advocate that to a lot of my clients, especially the ones who prefer to speak rather than to write. It's called speaking your book. Mm -hmm. And what I recommend is not doing the, um, the recording yourself, but rather have somebody interview you. So you create your outline and you make each of the topics into a question. Then you have 
preferably somebody from your target audience raise those questions with you. The reason why that's a, a better way to do it is that person can follow up with you. If there's something that you say in response to one of the questions that the person doesn't fully understand, then they can follow up and ask you to clarify or to give an example or something else that will make it clearer for them. Because you know your subject so well, everything sounds clear to you and you're writing this book for your target audience, you really need to have their perspective on whether they are fully understanding what you're saying. So by doing it that way, you're gonna have content that's gonna be more understandable and resonate more with your target audience. I love that. So I'm glad I asked that question because I know there's a whole segment of people out there that just said, yeah, I'd really like to publish a book, but I don't really want to write it. And that might be part of what's, you know, holding them back. And so there is a way of doing that, you guys. And Judy just articulated it beautifully for us. Yes, you do not have to be a good writer to publish a good book. All right. And of course, there are editors out there as well, right? <laughs> Absolutely. But in order to get something to the editor, you have to have a manuscript. And if yeah. you aren't a good writer and that's really painful for you to write your manuscript, you have two alternatives. You can record and have that converted to text, or you can hire a ghostwriter who will write the book for you. You know, I have read about that with some very, very successful high-level entrepreneurs that didn't write any of their books, and yet they're all bestsellers, but they provided the content, um, the, the meat of it, but they let the ghostwriter do it. I think that's just brilliant. <laughs> yeah, it's their book, not the ghostwriter's book. It's their name on the top, on the, on the cover. It's their content in the book. The ghostwriter has just been able to pull that content out of their heads and make it really well-written and polished and, and makes the author look really good. It's a great way to get your book written. It's much faster, but it's not for everybody. There are people who just don't feel comfortable having somebody else write their book, but the bigger issue for most people is the expense. It's a lot more expensive have a ghostwriter write your book than to write it yourself or to speak your book and have that converted to text. Yeah, well, so there's more than one way, though, to write a book easily. Now, you were also wanted to share with us some success habits from authors that will make this process easier. So tell us about those. Sure. Well, one of the success habits that I think most business authors find will make it much easier for the book to get written is to create an outline, to do a brain dump of everything that you want to include in the book. And then you can go through and collate those topics into chapter headings and the subtopics of, of each chapter. And then you just organize into the order that you want to be having in your book. You don't even have to write in order, you can jump around as you have an interest in different topics in your outline. And then when it's all done, put all the pieces together and create your transitions. 
But when you have an outline, it really focuses you on just that one aspect that you're trying to cover in any particular writing session. And when you have that focus on just one little topic, it's so much easier for you to get it done than not knowing exactly where to start or what you should write on or whatever. So an outline can be really helpful and should be more, a little bit more detailed than just a table of contents. For each of your chapter headings, for instance, you wanna have the subtopics that you wanna cover in that chapter. And then if you've got case studies or stories that you can include, put those in. If you've got material that you've already developed, maybe you have a training course or articles or um, blog posts or whatever, you can put those in there because the more you can repurpose the content that you've already developed, the faster it will be for you to write your book. Stories are another success habit of authors. Books that have stories in them are much more readable. And so they're more enjoyable for your reader and give you better reviews and you'll get more readers that way. You want to include stories in your book that elucidate the points that you're making. That'll make it much more enjoyable for your reader. So if you have mistakes that some of your clients have made that you've helped them overcome or how you've helped some of your clients be more successful or, or how you've avoided problems for them or whatever, uh, then put those in your book and have them in multiple places. Another author success tip is to have what's called opt-in opportunities in your book. When your book is available, whether it's in bookstores or Amazon or wherever else, you're not gonna know who's reading your book unless they reach out to you or you have an opt-in opportunity in your book where they go to a landing page, fill in their, their contact information, their name and their email, possibly their mobile number, and they get whatever you're giving away. Kind of, it's sometimes referred to as an ethical bribe to get their contact information because you wanna be able to follow up with your readers. That's how you can generate more leads for your business. So I recommend putting a couple of these in your book. One fairly early, if you can do it within the first 10 or 20 pages, then you could get that in the look inside feature on Amazon. So somebody who doesn't buy your book will still be able to see your opt-in and possibly reach out to you. And then maybe one in the middle or one at the end. You know, you don't want to have too many because you don't want it to be too salesy. But you also want to find out who's reading your book. And somebody might not have any interest in an opt-in that you're giving away early in the book, but they might have more interest in something that you give away in another part of your book. So what am I talking about? I'm talking about things like checklists and assessment forms and white papers and maybe a consultation, anything that you have that you can provide people in exchange for getting their contact information. 
So that's a gem. Don't you guys think that's a gem, a Judy gem? And I have, I know um, a number of people have done that in their books, but you just drove home, I think, a really important point, And that is to have it within the first 20 pages, because most people will check out the first few pages of a book and they may or may not buy it. But if they've got something in there that still meets a need of uh, something that they're looking for, you may end up with a lead, even though they don't even necessarily buy your book. So right. I find that a good, good tip. Thanks, Judy. Yeah. And in addition, there's a, a statistic I came across that said the average person only gets through 18 pages of a business book before they really? put it. So if you have all your opt-in opportunities toward the back of your book, they might not get seen at all. So you want to have one fairly early to hopefully get them with that section of the book that they're actually going to read. Oh my gosh. So that makes me think also about content arrangement. So it's almost as though you can put in some kind of a, I don't know if teaser is the right word, but something that's going to really create curiosity for them so that at the very least, they may go to a meaty part of the book where you're trying to make a bigger point. Um, you know, sort of like a, um, you know, I guess I call it a teaser or a tickler that, that inspires them to read more than 18 pages, because if that's the average uh, there's a whole mess of people that aren't getting through five pages or maybe get the book and don't read it at all. Right. Definitely. I mean, that's why I created Skill Bites focusing on short books. Uh -huh. Now I've expanded it to longer books. But the idea was, you know, if you have a 35 to 50 page book, somebody who gets through 20 ish pages is probably going to say, well, I don't have much more to go. I can finish this. Whereas mm -hmm. if you have a 250, 300 page book, they might get through that 20 pages and put it aside and think, well, I'm not going to get to the rest of this anyway, and put it aside. So the short books can be more attractive to people. And they I would agree with that um, in the same way that I recommended that people do short what I call video quick tips. Because for the same reason, people are busy and they're easily distracted. Um, you know, they say that it, if someone goes to your website, you got seven seconds, if you're lucky, to actually capture their attention or they're gone and elsewhere. Um, so the same thing with a short book. If they feel that they can consume the content, get the information they're looking for, and, and it can be an hour and a half or two hour read max. That, that then becomes a value to them and a, and a great little reference as well. I know the longer books, you know, I, I will, if I've got one that's in my hands, you know, not that many people actually have a physical book anymore. But if I have one that's actually in my hands, I will have my highlighter and I will turn pages over and that book will get used because I want to use the book as a resource that I can go back to. Well, in a short book um, or one that you're reading, I know you can also highlight on the reader readers that you've got. Um, I just think you've got a resource that's more readily available to people and maybe referenced more rec more frequently because it's short and it's consumable. So I really like that idea. And I would also think that most people would consider a short book easier to write and you'll get it done faster. So as you were saying, you did a series of short 
books. So making points um, in different themes that you could have put into an entire book, but chose not to. I think it's right. Brilliant. And then you can bundle those books together. So you'll, you'll, you'll be a serial author and you can <laughs> even create a, a new book that consists of a bunch of these. Um, people like bundles. So if you've got five or six little books, you can say, you know, buy these three and get these two for free or something like that. Sure. Uh, but you can also narrowly address the needs of your target audience in each of these little books. So if you're, if you're doing a marketing book, for instance, you can do a marketing book for one set of clients, let's say beauty parlors, and then another set, another book for spas or whatever. Uh, so when you have these small books that are more narrowly targeted with their topic and the, and the niche market, um, then they can be more successful for you. Yeah, I love it. Are you guys getting some great ideas? Because I know I am. And the other thing that I love about Judy's approach is she is helping you feel that what she's suggesting, the approach that she's taking is really doable. Instead of this overwhelming feeling of, I really would like to write my, my masterpiece, but I don't even know where to get started. She's really given us some great, great tips today. So Judy, you have um, a gift for everyone. And what I'm going to do is bring up the, um, the special gift banner I have for people so they can see where to go get it. And then I'm going to have you tell them all about it. So if you guys want Judy's gift, as soon as you hear about it, all you need to do is go to shinetips.com forward slash Judy gift, and it will be there waiting for you. So Judy, tell us all about the gift. Sure. Well, it's an ebook. That's called Write a Book Easily. It contains a, a set of uh, steps to follow that will make it a lot easier for you to get your book done. It's what I wish I had when I had started writing books because it's a roadmap. And when you haven't written a book before, it's kind of like getting trying to go to a new destination without GPS and without a map. You might know approximately where it is, but if you don't know how to get there, chances are you're gonna go down a whole bunch of dead end streets or go the wrong way and have to turn around and it'll take you a lot longer. Whereas with this little ebook, you'll have a nice roadmap for how to get your book done a lot easier and with a lot less frustration than if you don't have that, those sets of steps. Yeah, I love steps. I love to follow a roadmap. I just find that even if you sometimes jump ahead or go back and forth a little bit, at least you've got the steps and you go back and make sure, did I do this part or not? Um, so I think that's a great concept in a little ebook so you can get an example of what Judy does and what she teaches on and coaches on. So again, go to shinetips.com forward slash Judy gift. Now, Judy, I want to really thank you for being here and sharing your expertise, because I know it's going to make some real difference in some people who have just been putting this off for way too long. And now maybe they're inspired to write a smaller book on a more narrow topic and do maybe a group of them. And so I'm just wondering, do you have any last tidbits of information or big picture uh, strategies that you want to share with them before we go today? 
Yeah, there's one thing that I think you need to keep in mind when you're writing a book. And that is that the writing of the book is not the end of the journey. You then, after you've written the book, you've got the publishing stage. And then after it's published and even before it's published, you've got the marketing stage. If you're not fully prepared to go through the publishing and marketing stages, you ought to think seriously about whether you truly want to spend your time writing this book. Because those are pretty difficult stages. In many ways, they're a lot harder than the book writing. So I'm happy to talk to people about what's involved with them. Uh, because it's such a shame to spend time and energy and money getting a book written and then not having it go anywhere. Well, I can really relate to that. And I have a, a friend who wrote a book, a children's book, 20 years before she ended up actually publishing it. And it is because of what you said, because she got, she got it written and then she got stumbled on. She needed an illustrator. She just really didn't know whether or not she should publish online first, or in her case, a children's book usually needs to be a real tangible book, although she published it both ways, but it took her a long time. And then all of a sudden she got it published, not all of a sudden, but she decided to take those steps and became very successful and won awards for this book. But because she hadn't planned for that part of it, but she'd been inspired to write the book, it didn't get out there. And the message in this book was a beautiful, beautiful message about saving the sand hill, I think it's the hooping cranes. And it was a wonderful educational book for children and it needed to be out there. So I agree with Judy, think about the fact that if you have information and you have knowledge and experience and a passion for the information you wanna get out there, then get yourself informed as to what it takes beyond the writing to get it into people's hands and get it into their eyes for reading because it could mean so much to the people who receive your message. And so you don't want to neglect that part of getting it published effectively and then marketing it so it gets into the hands of the people who can be transformed by it. Right. Now, one other thing I want to mention is that I have a summit coming up where I am hosting over 20 experts on how to write, publish, and prosper from a business book. That's coming up on March 23rd to 25th. It's free to attend. So if you would be interested in, if anybody in your audience is interested in attending that, I'd be happy to provide the link for that. I don't know if there's a good way for you to provide that, Virginia, or they can email me at judy at skillbytes.net and I can help them get registered. Well, I'll tell you what, I just think you all need to get her free gift, which is her ebook. And then you will end up on her notification list and you can find out more about the event. How does that sound, Judy? That will work as well. 
Okay. I want to thank you so much for sharing your time and your expertise. And I want to thank all of you. If you found this information of value and you can think of someone else who might benefit by it, please help spread the word. Let them know about this interview and about Judy's free gift and also about her upcoming summit. And that's how we, how we all as entrepreneurs support each other. We help spread the word. We share what we've learned and we help uplift others who are aspiring in their business as well. So thank you again, Judy, for being here. It's been a great interview. And thank you all for joining us as well. And we'll see you on the next Inspirational Businesswoman Show. Bye-bye now. Thanks so much for watching today. Do you know someone who would be a great guest for our show? Or would you like to be a guest on the Inspirational Businesswoman Show? Let's shine the spotlight on your expertise. We'll share your story while offering tips, strategies, and advice to our viewers. Expert interviews are a great way to build your reputation as the go-to expert. Go to shinetips.com forward slash IBWS to apply today. Women are waiting for your message, and I can't wait to interview you.